Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you and welcome to the Male and Female Relationship Series presented by the Student Southern Regional Representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, Student Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. This series is brought to you by Supreme Spring Water, Live Supreme, Be Supreme, Drink Supreme, Supreme Spring Water. And now let us begin our discussion of today's episode of the Male-Female Relationship Series, and it is our humble prayer that it will benefit you in your spiritual growth and development. Assalamu alaikum. Good afternoon. Good evening to some. Welcome to the male female relationship series. Before we begin, we begin all of our meetings in prayer. So please take a position that is most comfortable for you. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. Surely we have turned ourselves to thee, O Allah, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth. And we are not from among the polytheists. We're not of the polytheists. Surely our prayer, our sacrifice, our life, and our death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he, and this are we commanded, and we are of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king. There is no God but thee. Thou art our Lord, and we are thy servant. We have been greatly unjust to ourselves, and we do confess our faults. So please, Allah, grant us protection against all our faults. For none grants protection against faults but thee, and guide us to the best of morals. For none can guide us to the best of morals but thee, and turn away from us the evil and indecent morals. For none can turn away from us the evil and indecent morals but thee. O Allah, make Muhammad successful, and make the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou made Abraham successful, and the true followers of Abraham successful, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou blessed Abraham, and the true followers of Abraham. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified in our midst. Amen. Amen. Assalamualaikum. In the name of Allah, the benefits and the merciful. I born so there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his messenger. I would like to greet all of our guests in the greeting words of peace. We say in an Arabic language, assalamualaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Male and Female Relationship Series given to us by our wonderful Southern, excuse me, student, Southern Regional Minister, Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. We would like to welcome everyone once again. 
And we would like to thank uh, Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad for not only giving us this opportunity to spearhead the rise of our relationships in our community, but we know that there can be no strong nation, no strong communities as a people if there are no strong relationships. Actual fact. Praise be to Allah. Our topic of discussion for this evening is the restrictive laws, the formula for our family success. And without any further ado, to give greetings from our student Southern Regional Minister, Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. We would like to bring on Student Assistant Regional Minister David Muhammad to give greetings from our beloved minister. Uh, Brother David, alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. All praise is due to Allah. In the name of Allah who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever. In the name of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, his messenger Messiah, now the exalted Christ. In the name of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, it's my honor once again to greet you on behalf of student regional minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad with the greeting words of peace, as we said in the Arabic language, assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you. And so brothers and sisters, we thank all who are tuned in to the male-female relationship series broadcast once again um, for your sacrifice of your time uh, to tune in to valuable information that will help to strengthen our relationships. Our whole national life as a people is based on the relationships that exist within our homes. The relationships and connections that we have between husband and wife and uh, wife to husband and between the parents' relationship with their children, how we treat one another, how we interact with one another. The quality of that interaction is fundamental to our success as a people. And so seeing that, Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad has had the vision to make a, it a focus area of his in his ministry to help create forms such as this so that we can communicate and, to, and learn about many different aspects of marital and family life. And I think this is wonderful, wonderful. And we just thank each of you for tuning in. We look forward to another wonderful broadcast. I'd just like to thank our guests on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad for sacrificing your precious time to be on to really serve the rise of our people. So thank you everyone once again and share on social media. Let's send the word out. Everyone, let's tune in live to this wonderful broadcast. Thank you. And you see the sign behind me, I'm at the Ark right here in Atlanta, planks and nails, you know, working to build a better future for our people under the guidance of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad as he uh, bears witness to the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan here in Atlanta in the Southern region. If you're in the Atlanta area, stop by the Ark. We have a fish dinner sale taking place right now. Go on and get your order in today. Love you. Thank you again. Assalamu alaikum.
Walaikum salam. Thank you so much, Brother David. All right. So the moment in time that we've all been waiting for, um, I'm going to go over the format. We're going to ask our guests to introduce our, uh, themselves. While they're getting ready to introduce themselves, I want to let all of our listening audience know that if you're watching from YouTube, please send in your questions via the YouTube chat. If you're watching from Facebook, please send in your questions in the chat below. If if you are listening in the future through Anchor, you know that you can send in your questions to us as well at a later time, as well as through the, uh, I believe the Zoom audience, mm -hmm. um, you can mm -hmm. send in your questions. So we're all over, all over. All right, so let's get started. We would like our guests to introduce themselves, tell us something about yourself, how long you've been in the institution of marriage, um, something that you would like the audience, our listening audience to know. Tell us something about yourself. We'll start off with Brother Garthian and Sister Andrea. You all are on you're, mute. You're muted. There we go. It's not like we do this all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you should know better, right? In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, Muhammad is his messenger. I'd like to greet you all in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Well, uh, so people that may be listening in a listening audience, that just simply means may peace be unto you. You know, and, and you may say, what's up? You may say, what's happening? You may say, even what's good? <laughs> so we have been wedded for 24 years as of March Beautiful. And I like to preface that we're, we're, we're not 50 yet, right? Um, yes. And I also like to um, stress that we are not married because right. married is a process. Right. You don't okay. just have wedding and now you know it's it's all magic now right. you're married and you're united as one it's it's a process it takes time mm -hmm. so when people ask that question about marriage now you know i say i like to say i've been wedded and i'm getting married right. so you keep that kind of mindset you know you will uh you'll go your you, your marriage will go far mm -hmm. further than you would think because the mindset is now so um but again married uh, wedded 24 years uh, getting ready to get that silver or bronze. Is it bronze or silver? Silver yeah. next year. So it's, it's been a blessing. It really has. It's work. And uh, we, 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 you know, be forewarned. When we, when we had these kind of shows, man, we like to get into the nitty gritty of it, mm. you know, because people tend to believe that this thing called wedding, this thing called marriage is something you get into and it's not going to be without this right. trial and relations. But there's a way to get into it if you're honest. That's but right. I'll, I'll stop it right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Beautiful. Look, we need all the honesty because transparency is key. Exactly. We know that Satan uh, puts a bill on everything within our, uh, our eyesight as well as our hearing. So we need all of that truth here today. Love it. Praise be to Allah. We would like to also um, allow Brother Ronald and Susan to introduce themselves and tell us how long you've been in the institution of marriage or wedded. Uh, something about yourself that you would like the audience, our listening audience, to know. Well, um, I, thank you all. It is an honor and pleasure to be able to join you this evening uh, in this program. I think it is absolutely magnificent that Brother Sharif started something so so integral to our nation and the foundation of our nation. Uh, Tanisha and I have been married for 22 years. This is both of our second marriages, our second go round. 
So we would have what they would call a blended family. We have 10 children together. Outside of my first marriage, so for a total of 13, I have one from my first marriage, and she has two from her first marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a graduate of Florida University, master's from Nova Southeastern, uh, my doctorate at Nova Southeastern. My wife is a graduate of um, Florida National University, but she spent a year or two at University of Florida. Um, you know, I got about 30 years teaching the educational system. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she uh, and I also have a financial service business that we, you know, do mortgages and investments and insurance with which is where we're coming to you live with this broadcast. So again, uh, we got a lot of experience on uh, marriage and children and family and uh, very unique perspective. So we're looking forward to this as Brother Garfield said, being open. And and I think that's how, you know, we can really help move this discussion forward, just being honest and open. Beautiful, praise unto Allah, beautiful. All righty, well, we know that our people suffer from the lack of knowledge. So let's try to break up some of the suffering, inshallah, Allah willing. Okay, so again, please send in your questions, all guests, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, before we uh, get started with the, you know, nitty gritty, before we get into it, uh, can our tech team please put on our commercial break? Please stay tuned. Are you prepared if you have to leave your home in case of an emergency? With a portable emergency bag, you would have the food, water, and supplies that you would need for a three-day period. Order your portable emergency bag today by calling 770-884-2085. All righty. Again, the moment in time we've all been waiting for. Let's get down to business. <laughs> So if we can, okay, let's switch it up. If we can, we're going to start with Brother Ronald and Sister Denise. Just an introductory in terms of how you all met. How did you meet? You know, what, what you know, we want to give that, that faith to our single uh, audience out there. Let them know. There's someone out there for you. So Brother Ronald and Sister Denise, how did you all meet? Well, we met actually in the mosque in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I went, I attended University of Florida right outside of college. Um, so I was in the Gainesville area for quite some period of time. The closest mosque was um, in Jacksonville. And when I, you know, got introduced to the teachings during Black History Month, um, a dear brother, you know, I watched a video during Black History Month and they invited me to the mosque. The closest mosque was almost two hours away. Um, I went to that mosque, showed up, and, you know, it was just absolutely remarkable. The first day I, I stood up and accepted these teachings, I was 19 um, years old at that point, 18. I got registered at 19, and um, I lived in, was from the Fort Lauderdale area, so coming back down this way um, is where I and how I met Brother Ronald. Beautiful, beautiful. Any, uh, Brother Ronald, did you want to add? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, she actually met me. Um, it was at the mosque in Fort Lauderdale. I happened to be the study group coordinator of the mosque at that time, and and I, I was fortunate to be able to grow it into from a study group to a Muhammad's Master Made Two. And I actually met her, uh, you know, being one of the members of Muhammad's Master Made Two. Beautiful, 
Now, now let, let him be honest. He'll say, you know, that that I chased him. That's what he said. You know that didn't, you know that didn't happen, right? You know that did not happen. Did not happen. Um, so the reality is, um, you know, Brother Ronald is four years older than I am. So do the numbers. No, I don't know. So, so when he graduated high school in, in 1979. I was born in 73, I was seven years old. So you, you all know I'm not the truth, right? Who said it's talking about the I don't know, brothers. <laughs> the young and aggressive young generation, I mean, they, they chop down trees and they knock down doors these days. So, uh, hey, listen. Not so. the truth, not the truth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also, my wife, uh, as modest as it's kept, when they reinstituted the Vanguard, she was a part of the first Vanguard class uh, that graduated in Chicago. Praise be to History. Allah. Love it. Praise be to Allah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Brother Garthian and Sister Andrea, same question. How did you all meet? <laughs> 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 no, here's it. So, so, but like, like what I didn't talk about is our background. We're both in education as well, administrators with the private school here in the uh, Miami Gardens Truth Rep Academy. The truth stands for truth, respect, and unity. Um, and so, been in education like Brother Rhino and Sister Denise for quite some time uh, 20 plus years, right? 25, uh, 25 plus years in education. And um, went to Harris State College at HBCU. And State University. State now. University now. Uh, that's where we met. So it's 1994. 1994. And you know, your brother's walking through the halls of Harris Stowe, uh, selling final calls, bean pies, fish. And I actually sold some fish to her aunt. We used to sell these 20 pound blocks of fish, right? Um, uh, and we would take the fish, people who would sell these blocks of fish for like, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks or something like that. Whiting, right? So we, we you know, sell the fish and, and, and profit from it or whatever. And I sold some to her aunt. Um, and her aunt, who I didn't know Andrea yet, right? Her aunt told her about me, right? Because of the fish. Because, because of the fish. Because she didn't eat anything but fish. She didn't eat anything but fish. One day we're standing outside what's called the annex. Okay. Annex is the area where the kind of the cafeteria lunch area is. And we're talking about eating. Now, I didn't do a whole lot of teaching in college. I didn't do any of that. But I did from time to time. Right. And we were talking about one meal of eating. And I said, you know, the best time to eat is really, you know, one meal a day. I wasn't addressing this one. Right. I was addressing the people that were around. She happened to be standing. And she's looking at me like, yeah, right, okay. Took another crunch and walked away. So <laughs> she did not like me in the beginning. Not mm. in the beginning, right? Did you? I did not like him in the beginning. <laughs> what he's not telling us, we ended up in classes together because we have the same major. So um, there was a group of us, you know, in college, you have all these different sets, right? You have your popular people, you have your jocks, you have your nerds, you have your conscious people. But we were in the conscious group. Um, I wasn't in the nation, but I was on a spiritual journey. Anybody then knew I would read anything that was spiritual just to find out. Uh, 
you know, find out about the traditions and what what was um what was required. And, right. And so, I mean, I was reading everything from the um the Tao, the Chinese Tao, all the way to books on Buddhism, all the way to um, just spiritualism, to the Ma'at, any of that, anything I could get my hands on. So um, I wouldn't have considered myself religious. I considered myself very spiritual. And my background was Christianity, Catholic, Baptist. I was raised both. That's very strange, but I was raised both. Um, so when I met him, uh, he was talking about how to eat to live. And I didn't have a poor guy. I just happened to be eating a bag of Lay's potato chips that day. <laughs> so I didn't like him. I thought he knew too much. Like he was always raising his hand. The conversation in class. Uh, but I respected him. Mm. I respected him very much. Because one thing I could say is he never told a lie. He was always very frank, very open, very honest, and I respected that. And he was funny. I thought, okay, he's funny. So then I started to admire him, and all of my friends loved him. They were like, oh, you don't like Garthian? Really? I was like, no, I can't stand him. He's just like, Ugh. so, um, you know, <laughs> and that's, I mean, you can't get more honest than that. But as I grew past just respect into admiration, we developed this friendship that was just unbelievable. And yep. that whole group of us, we were really tight friends. I mean, mm -hmm. we're still, we still interact with our friends from college, you know, on Facebook and we call them from time to time, but that was a very good time in our lives. Absolutely. And um, he liked a friend of ours. I did. Like he was like asking her all something. these questions, you know. Believe us, say <laughs> something. When I was in college, I was looking. No, I want you, I want you to listen now. There wasn't for me at that particular time a sister around my age range in the mosque that I was looking for. So here's the deal. I knew two things. One, I knew they needed to be registered in the Nation of Islam for me. But those of you all that's watching on Facebook right now, please understand that when we say registered in the Nation of Islam, we mean you are a registered member. That doesn't mean we don't like our people that's not registered. You all know me. I just want to put that out there, right? Because I know we'll take that and go somewhere else. Right. And so I knew that for me, you know, if you're a Christian, then guess what? You probably want that for you. That's what I wanted. Okay. Um, but so when I met her, she didn't drink, she didn't eat pork, she didn't eat meat. Her diet was probably probably better than mine, better than mine, if I'm being honest. Probably Mr. How to eat today. Yeah, so <laughs> look, he was eating these little Debbie snacks. <laughs> So turns out, listen, she comes to the mosque. Mr. B out taught Brother Ronald that day that she accepted in St. Louis. Mm. And so she stood. I did not, and I want to make this very plain. She did not join the Nation of Islam for me. Right. As a matter of fact, I introduced her to a sister, and I walked away. It was her choice after that. Right. What she chose to do. It wasn't a. It wasn't a forced move. It wasn't any of that. You know, it wasn't that kind of situation. So that's that's the long, and that's the short version of her. Beautiful. Praise, Praise be to Allah. Allah. <laughs> man, oh man. This is going to be a great episode. It is. It is. <laughs> Praise be to Allah.
Okay, baby. Is there any um any I have to learn to use uh the professional name, mm -hmm. uh Kareem? <laughs> any, um, any questions from the brother's side? Okay, so the first question we have, and this is a good one. Um, what are the restrictive laws in detail, and how have they been a benefit to your marriage? I mean, in detail, I'm, I'm assuming they're asking to explain them all. Not not each one in order, but what each one is and how they benefit them. So whoever wants to tackle that first, don't make me pick. <laughs> Brother Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough question. It's not like something we re revisit all the time. It's like becomes a part of your um mm. your, your, your daily practice. And so just to be able to sit there and just name each and every one of them uh verbatim, you know, we may get you know 89% of them right initially, but the reality is that um uh it just becomes a part of your certain part of time after being in Islam for 32 years, you just stop doing certain things and mm. And um, we we really truly um, uh, incorporate them in our lives. And um, as you all know, we start talking about stuff like slack talk and you know and gossip. And I, I want to mention those two because those things can. I, I want to say something. Go ahead. Huh? So you know, really, the first one is belief in Allah, the one, the method mm -hmm. to us, um, and that is truly key. I think. You know the fact that i was already a muslim ron was already a muslim that was really paramount and important to the direction that i was headed in um i, I literally remember you know the first time i got married a brother showed up to my wedding and he's like i want to bring you my first page at my wedding literally, right <laughs> i want to bring you my first we're in college you all i get married and a brother from the school found out i was getting married showed up to the wedding and the reality is, you know, I made a decision when I came into Islam at 18 um, and I went to college and I came back home and my hair was covered and I had on a long skirt and I didn't do certain things, obeying the restrictive law. My mother thought I was crazy. It was my grandmother who said to me, listen, Tanise, you and I have more in common then we have different, you know, my grandmother was super religious, church or God of prophecy, and she made, you know, my mother and everybody else leave me alone. So I think number one, that number one restrictive law, you know, belief in Allah, the one the messenger represents to us, and the one, the messenger, that's absolutely is important. That is, has been a, a, a key factor in keeping us together, because the reality is, you know, Ron and I don't go tit for tat. See, in, in marriage, I literally think it takes it in obeying, you know, what is restricted. See, it is teaching people the way you want to be treated. And so regardless of what he does, I'm going to do my part. Mm -hmm. So it's not a turn on and off thing, you know, the light, I'm mad, I don't, I don't cook. You know, he's mad, he doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens, why? And so I think that's been... Uh, an intrinsic value in our relationship. And why has it been that? Because if I do what I am entirely supposed to do as a wife, uh, as a co-creator with God, if I do that, then Allah is either justified in removing this person that is not deserving of me in, in my life, or he will raise him up into the man that right. he might be, right? So we have, I think, because of the fact that what's been beneficial to us 
is the fact that he is a little bit older than me. That's been beneficial. I think men and women have, you know, some some things, some qualities about us that are different. And there's some maturity that he's brought to the table that I that has super definitely added to my life. Um, steel does sharpen steel. And um, so I think that's been a fundamental when you think of the restrictive law overall. Yes, we all of these don'ts. There are so many do's as opposed to don'ts, um, which we tend not to pay attention to. But I think the intrinsic quality of our relationship is that we don't. There's no tit for tat. If you do this, I do this. No, I have a responsibility regardless to what to be the best. I can be to the be, be the best creation of Allah than I could be as a, as an individual. See, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said this, and it's it's so uh, underestimated. Right, right, right. He said, "Accept your own and That's be." Mm. Why each and of each and every one of us have a unique fingerprint. We have a unique footprint. Listen, although I may sound like my mama, I am not my mother, right? <laughs> so I pick up the phone and someone said, oh, that sounds like Bloss, which is my mom. Yeah, I'm, I am not Bloss. We have a unique footprint and a unique fingerprint. Um, and so in the relationship, it's not so much what's restricted, although we have to pay attention to those things. You know, those views that are absolutely paramount and essential, you know, to carry the relationship on ebbing from stage to stage to stage. And so I think the fact that we are Muslim, we, we are equally yoked in what we believe and we're in the direction that we're going in, the way we want to raise our family, the standards, morally that we have for ourselves that has been you know the foundation of everything in our marriage and in our relationship beautiful, beautiful. Praise praise Allah. Allah. did you want to add to that question or did uh sister tanise <laughs> it's a family i have up here that's right um did you want to add on to the question well, or, well the truth of matter matter is that i, I like taking from an outside perspective and, and come down looking at it from why would it give us the restrictive laws? Right, right, right. And we take that into consideration when, when you've been made a savage, when you've been taken away from uh, the ridge of Islam and lost himself in kind, then we are living the life of beast. So the restrictive law is to keep us with a certain uh, uh, level of operation, a certain parameter. That's what we can and can't do as we work our way back into being civilized and not acting cavey. And this is what, what, what in many cases can destroy marriage because being cavey means you're selfish, you're inconsiderate, uh, you're, you're short patient, you, you can't you, you can't bear or take anything, you, you're easily angered, and uh, all those things are recipes for disaster when it comes to a marriage having a proper relationship. You got to be able to take, take plenty because you're married to two different individuals, two you know personalities, and uh, certain things she's gonna like, you're not gonna like, and vice versa. And but when you understand what you're involved in, you begin to grow together, you begin to intertwine into oneness. And that's as Brother Gargan, uh they said so wonderfully, you know, you're talking about marriage, I mean, that, that's a process. And right. so it, it's always ongoing, constantly. And if one stops studying and growing and develop, space can develop between you two again. So you can actually grow together and actually one person gets off task and stop mm -hmm. growing and studying and developing. And one person can create a gap 
and where that person is in their spiritual development and begin to create marital problems you once solved. Mm. So you got to constantly grow and work together, study together, pray together, so that that gap does not develop between you and your spouse. Beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Wow. <laughs> We've started off heavy. Love it. Brother <laughs> Garthy and his sister Andrea, same question, if you will. Would you like me to repeat the okay. question? It is the deal. And I like to keep things 100% real and honest. I, I think sometimes we get caught up in what is the, you know, quoting each and every one of them, like the brother said. Mm-hmm. But where is the internalization of it? Mm-hmm. Man, this thing is personal. Don't, 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 stop looking outside of right. Right. You know, stop looking inside of from the outside, wondering if somebody is following the restrictive law. Don't concern okay. yourself with that. Okay. Concern yourself with <coughs> concern yourself with personalizing it for you. Mm. See, right. once it becomes personal for you, you know, <coughs> I'm not walking around saying to, to people, um, you know, you're not supposed to have sex before you get back. I'm not doing that. Right. Right. right? Here's the key for me. For me, it's personal. For me, it's about my own personal growth and development within the restrictive law. Like my sister said, it's not so much of what you can do or can't do because we all know that there are so many things that you can do. I'm always focusing on the restrict, the restrict benefits us because we understand that the success comes when we restrict because I'm not going to find myself in a circle where some of those things that I've done wrong is not going to haunt me or stop my own personal growth and development. My sister said beautifully, she said, here's the deal. The knowledge of self, not the knowledge of Self-Ronald versus Self-Garthian, I'm me. He's him. What he can eat, I might not be able to eat. My stomach might not be able to take it. My weight, his weight, my mind, his mind, he he might be able to take the pressure that might break me. Vice versa. So I think when we look at this, we got to look at, when we look at the restrictive law, don't look at it as a restriction. Look at it as a what? Benefit. How does mm-hmm. it benefit me and role? Beautiful. I want to add to that. The restrictive law um, is a discipline tool. So as a parent, as an educator, I see the practical application of discipline all the time. Mm-hmm. I see the benefit of it, and I see the con when there is lack of it. And so what has happened is in our society, we are conditioned to fight discipline. We see it all the time with our children. If you just do this the way that I say to do it, you will have success, right? So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't want to misquote, but I am paraphrasing. He said that uh, discipline is the key to know self-mastery is the discipline, is yes. the key to all disciplines. Self-mastery mm-hmm. is the key to all disciplines. Not some disciplines, but all disciplines. See, mm-hmm. when we talk about uh, the restrictive law, 
knowledge of self comes first. And a lot of times when we come into the teachings, even sometimes when we're born in the teachings, we think collectively before we think individually. Right. And that stunts us. That retards our growth process. I do not think about growing community before I grow self. It is impossible. I heard brother, um, brother Minister Rasul say, brother student Minister Rasul say that you have to love yourself first. Exactly. And that is so key. Self-preservation is the first law. It's not the second or third. So when we talk about restrictive law, we get lost in the idea of somebody's disciplining us. No, it's about self-mastery. And that's why I agree very strongly with what my husband said about being able to internalize, being able to live without having to remind other people. Hmm. Because here's the thing, we're given the same law. Hmm. Now we can remind in a a nice way, but sometimes we judgmental. Right. And and, it's that that keeps people away from us. Right. That's right. It's, there we go. Teach. It is that that keeps people <clears throat> from what we have. Sometimes even our own children. Right. That's right. Because you all are young. Right, right. You understand probably more than most that when you make it about what you can't, 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 we don't, 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 as opposed to that's a small, what is it, 26? Or not even 26. Anymore, they got were revised. revised. <laughs> and it's more around the number of. 12 to 15, hmm. somewhere in that number. Think about all the other stuff we got that we can benefit from. That's small. Here we go. Teach. Yes, sir. You see, when yes, you sir. look at what needs to happen with the development, look at our um um, um the first, what is the, the study guy? What is the name of that study guy? The first one. Oh, um basic community development. Self-improvement, the basis for community development. Self-improvement, the basis for community development. It didn't say everybody improved it. Mm -mm. (laughs) It says self-improvement. How do we improve? How do I improve me? I become a small notch or a small part of the collective, but I'm improving me. Mm. Just to add to, again, what my (laughs) husband said, and Sister De- Sister Denise and Brother Ronald can bear me witness because they're educators as well. And I believe Sister Sabbath, you as well. Yes, one of the uh, one of the the rules in my classroom. Number seven. If I come come in the room and ask the students, number seven, they're going to say, "Focus on yourself." Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, if everybody is focusing on focusing on self and doing what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. then everything else falls into place. That goes very much with what Sister Tanise already said so eloquently. If she focuses on what she's supposed to do as a wife, she doesn't have to necessarily worry about what Brother Ronald does. Now, of course, there are going to be some things that you're going to be concerned about because they impact the entire family. They impact security. They impact other things. But see, when we're focusing on ourselves, sometimes that serves as an inspiration to the other person. Mm. Just like as believers, if we're focusing on ourselves, then we inspire other people to do the same thing. Mm. You know, I know that that Brother Ronald and Sister Tanique probably hear people say, I wish I had a relationship like you. That's true. <laughs> because I know we've heard that. Do you? Because if you want what we have, you got to go through yeah. some of the stuff we went through. So don't play. Mm-hmm. Like, like, right. Let me tell you something. Hey, listen, there's always a price to pay. Right. 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 Right.
don't want the result and not be willing to take necessary steps. I wanted to be Bruce Lee when I was a child. Right? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to get into the martial arts bad at five, six, seven years old. So when I finally met a teacher and I had to kick that heavy bag a hundred times, when I had to go through pain and suffering to get some of those results, see, everybody wants to be successful outside of. So you want to be a public success, but you're a private failure. Woo, teach. So let's not talk about it. Now listen, you might want to back your feet up on this one because we tend to focus our attention on this, on what we see. What we see. Yes. As opposed to what is from within. Mm. See? And then we don't want nobody in our mess. So we don't seek help because we want people to think that we are what we are not. And we got it together. Right, right, right. And on, you bro. don't. And it's all right if you don't. But what is mm -hmm. not all right is that you know you don't and you won't seek guidance Absolutely. from somebody that can help mm -hmm. you. And the flip side of that is when you get guidance, talk to me, Brother Ronald. I know you can have many of them in that office, man. You know, we know, right? right. When you get guidance, use it. That's right. Yes, sir. That's right. Sound mm -hmm. advice is great when you put it into practice. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Supreme yeah. weakness is. It's just knowledge and wisdom when you get the physicality from it. Otherwise, it's just words on paper. It's just words mm -hmm. out of my mouth until something is done to actually get the result that you wanted. Mm -hmm. That's right. But the minister says mere belief counts for nothing except for right. the practice. That's right. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. You know, one of the restrictive laws, too, is it says uh, fear Allah, fear no one but Allah. The reason why I want to bring that one up is relates to relationships and marriage mm -hmm. because we're taught that Allah God hates divorce. Fear the law, and you going through trials and struggles in your relationship, in your marriage, then you're gonna consider what Allah thinks about it before your selfish behind go out and make a stupid decision and leave your spouse because you upset or you 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 all uptight about what's going on. So you yeah. think it's something you could just take lightly and just run out on your relationship yeah. without considering what Allah wants. What does Allah say about it? And if you love Allah, you fear Allah, then you would not. So readily and easily consider divorce. Divorce, yeah. is a, divorce is a pandemic and epidemic around the world today. Most of the coronavirus. Of all marriages in the divorce in the first twelve months, and three fourths of marriages in the divorce in the first two or three years. So you're saying that eighty percent of the people who get married within two to three years will be separated or divorced. I mean, they can't have a God that they fear. Because if you fear Allah, then you would definitely do everything within your power. To try to make it work because Allah says He for permit divorce, but He hates it. So that means right. we do everything possible to savage that marriage, to work on ourselves. And Brother Garth, you said something key. You said seek counseling. We're so private, we're so afraid to let people in the garbage can until right. we'll sit there and suffocate or die with the stench of what we're dealing with, rather than getting somebody to help us mm -hmm. to go through what we're going through with. In many cases, yes, we're open. And not worry about what somebody thinks and worry about what Allah means. We're too busy to worry about what somebody's how somebody perceives us. Lay yourself open, lay yourself bare. The minister has been an open cover to us, an open cover. He shared everything with his relationships, the intimacy of his surgery, his illnesses. He doesn't keep nothing from us. So if that's our example, well, so I love Farrakhan, I follow Farrakhan, and they said I, you know, I, I am um uh Mandela, I am Alpha Mix, whatever they would say. Well, we said we are Farrakhan. We love our mm -hmm. car. Right. is an open book, then we should be an open book when it comes to seeking help, seeking oh, yeah. counsel, 
seeking uh, advice and assistance when we're going through some difficulties in your marriage. Because truly, if you get married, that's why we're taught that marriage is half your faith. That's because dealing with other individual, a woman is Hakeem, a man is a, a woman is Hakima, and a man is Hakeem. A woman is Alima, and a man is Alim. Individuals. So therefore, she's going to help you to introduce you into certain aspects of your nature that you are not so familiar with. And you're going to serve the certain aspects of her nature that she's not familiar with, which yeah. is that feminine characteristic and that dominant characteristic. But together, that makes a heck of a unity and helps to become one. So in that process, though, there's going to be pain, trial, struggle, difficulty. And sometimes we need a little help. And sometimes we need to seek a minister or a good counselor some, someone to help us to make it through the time. Not time to build out, get your gold and parachute or just, just jump out on a relationship. No, that's the time you should dig in like a tick. Mm -hmm. I, I think so too, sis. You know, Brother Ronald and I both, to be fair to, to that very statement, we're both formally divorced. I was married for six years prior to this. Ronald was married for nine years prior wow. to this. So there, there is an extension in, in the, right. the restrictive law, right? So it talked about obey worship and for and forbid there are some things that are absolutely forbidden because if you go to that thing it can destroy <laughs> literally um it, it's not a phoenix where it it, it bursts something totally new uh -uh. it will totally destroy your relationship right mm -hmm. so if we look at the forbidden part of the restrictive law forbidden don't mean you know that's dibble and dab over there it's gonna fix itself it means do not Totally do not go there. Right, right. So with both of us being divorced, me married for six years prior to us being married, for him married nine years before, you know, being married again, right? Mm -hmm. The reality is the, the pangs, the pain, some of the forbiddens that we have in the restrictive law, law and if they want, they want to go through it more specifically, right? It says, hold on. You know, so and just go back and take a look at it. Those forbiddings will totally destroy a marriage or a relationship, right? right? right. So what? So it the reality is, is it doesn't mean that it's the total end for you as an individual, right? Right. So there is a process in life. See, we look at how to need to live, and need to live says gradualism, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the person you once were. And if we are fully devoted to the process of becoming a God, right, then literally in the process of becoming a God, all that is not godlike needs to stay where it's at, it needs to stay you know, where it is, right? So uh, to understand what Ron talked about, you know, you know I, don't, I don't think that, you know, the reality that we are former divorced people you know, it's it's added. It's added a lot of value to who I have become as as an individual, as a woman, who, uh, who what I now bring to the relationship, and now to understand that what we went through before, there's nothing I couldn't have with understood, uh, withstood. There's nothing I couldn't have withstood in the former relationship. It's just I wasn't the person I needed to be in the former. Mm -hmm. relationship. So it's not that. It's not that, you know, it's nothing he couldn't have withstood in his former marriage. He, he They just, because it takes two, right? One can't want to continue and the other one not. But the reality is we are not who we need to be and whose we need to be in those processes. And that's why we abort the process. 
That's so right. with that as a foundation leading into the marriage that we have now 22 years. So anybody asks me how long I've been married, I combine the two together, 28 years. Right, right. 28 years. Right. You know, I've been on this journey for 28 years, not with the same person, but I've been on this the journey for 28 years and it's made me the sum total of who I am at in this very moment in time, right? And some of those things that that you know I I brought from that old relationship, I transitioned it into this new relationship and had to start all over again because I, I was it's a brand new relationship. I wasn't a brand new me, right? right. So understand that that in the marriage process, yes, there are some of us that go through divorce because we are not where we need to be. So we are bored the process, but truly in reflection uh, of my former relationship, it's not that I couldn't have withstood or gone through or continue to persevere. I just wasn't who I needed to be at that time, mm. right? So, so I, cause I know there's an audience out there that has experienced that and it doesn't mean it's the end. You know, the fact that Allah has brought Brother Ronald and I together at this juncture, this moment in time, it has been such a blessing um, for both of us. We now have a union of 10 additional children. Mm -hmm. I literally can't believe I've been having a baby for the last 26, 27 years. Every two years, I'm like, the next, the next, the next, the next, the next, the next. They were building a study group animals, brother. We got about from 20 years old all the way to two years old. Listen to me, see that brother alone. Thank you, Brother Garth. I appreciate that, brother. That was my life, Brother Garth. We got to talk about it. We don't do lunch. We don't make an exception. Wow. Oh, man. And listen, we're trying to keep this as real as possible. We have fallen out off the mothership. We came up from hell, all of us. And so, therefore, we're going to come on and we're going to talk with couples and share things with individuals we got to get down and, and and talk about you know success and failures and trials and truly exactly. marriage is a struggle yes but if you if but if you're making plans and you're growing and evolving that's right and, and you both are growing and evolving while you're making plans the minister said that a man that ain't going nowhere doing no thing don't need a woman to take the one do no thing with so make sure you have a vision or a plan that you both can jump into and work and grow and evolve as you all strive to accomplish that goal. Because if not, then I don't mind the devil's workshop. And the devil will get busy on trying to fill up the void that you have left in that situation. And secondly, we're not in the ultimate situation. The ultimate right. situation would be in an Islamic society, living under Islamic law and the nation of Islam. But that's not the reality. Allah has still permitted this devil to rule. And yeah. we're under the devil's law and under the devil's rules. And so there's eye candy everywhere. There's half-naked people on television. You can't watch a commercial today, but I'm trying to tempt you with some type of fleshly temptation or something you see on TV. You can watch a movie together with your children. You got trying to cover the eyes up on a on a PG movie. Right. I mean, so you think about that. We got all these things pulling at us at, right. as couples, and we're human beings. And if you're not careful and guard yourself and stay praying up and you fasting, whatever, then temptation get the best of us. And that's why this world is so full of vanity. That's why it was always is all about promoting each other. And therefore, marriage is taking a back seat to self. And there's no way marriage can be successful if selfishness is the order of the day. And so, so that's what I want to say. So watch out for vanity and selfishness. It's the number one enemy to having a successful marriage. 
know, um, the ministers, I don't know if we have another question or are we just going to continue? Or, or well, go ahead. We do. So, yes, sir. We have okay. So, I heard the, the, there's a, when I used to work in, in, in um, at the bookstore, the Nation of Islam Information Center, an old series building, old case Anybody who St. Louis watching know exactly what I'm talking about, right? This is back in the day, Brother Ronald. Brother Kareem, you wouldn't know nothing about this. This is because you're too long. It's just back they were, they were not even <laughs> We just had these things called cassettes. I don't know if you remember. Oh, my God. We're talking about cassettes, Brother Ronald. Cassette, Brother Ronald. Yeah, you won. Yes, sir. <laughs> the cassette, if you wanted the dub over, just put the petition in the holes. They don't know That's anything right. about that, right? But these cassettes we would have, these, we would sell cassettes, man. I had bags and bags, right? And I worked at the bookstore. And back in this is this is the VHS, but you didn't have a lot of video. We didn't have any DVDs. It was just maybe just a, few straight, VHS. a few VHS and a lot of cassettes. One of those cassettes was called Black Male and Female Relationships by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In those days, I'm telling you something, I could appreciate it a little bit more. There's a song called Videos Killed the Radio Star. Yeah, I was probably too young to remember that too. But uh, I think in some ways, in some ways, this new technology has taken something away from our study. Because when we used to listen to those tapes, I mean, you just sat there and you listened. You listened. Right. And one of the things that the minister said on this tape, he said, how you got her, brother, is how you keep her. Here we go. See, I heard Minister B.I. say to me once, he said, brother, don't get too calm mm. with your wife. Mm. What do you mean? See, we become too common when we get used to it. Mm. Right, we become too common when we don't stay interested in. Come on, brother, take for granted. We get too common when we take for granted what we have. Mm. So it's very easy. And this ain't just listen. This is not a Muslim show. This is a relationship show that happens to have Muslims, Muslims on it. Come on, brother, keep it one hundred. What we're talking about is not. Germain to mm -hmm. Muslim. Otherwise, our divorce rate wouldn't match the divorce no. rate that's in the world. It is a 50% of some marriages, with the exception oh. of the nation, with the that's exception right. of the church, or with the exception of the synagogue, it's 50% of oh. all. So these things that we're talking about, if you're not in the nation and you're watching, they are germane to you too and to us. So don't think that we're talking about something in relationships that's just simply about us. No. How you got her is how you keep her. That's across the board. That's regardless of what the relationship you're in or what, the, what kind of relationship you're in. Meaning this, whether you're in the church, in the mosque, in the synagogue, right. being too common right. can get your relationship sour instead of keeping it sweet because it's easy for you to forego the things that you used to do. There we go. I want to add, I think uh, the idea of common, sometimes we think common in terms of of, you know, I relate to you or common nouns, man, right. woman. No, we're talking about taking each other for granted. Basically. You know, um, not appreciating the person, but not appreciating the gift that Allah has given you in that person. 
not appreciating the blessings that Allah has given you in that person because there's something that that person brings to your life that you avoid us. That's right. I want to say that again. Come on. So something that Allah is bringing to your life in that person because that is not you. That's it is right. not the characteristic that you need, but it is what you need in order to complete that other half of your faith. Mm. So you mm. have to find it in your mate. Mm. And your mate is able to bring it out of you. It's right. not there up in the forefront. It's there buried under all the other stuff. Yes, and that's for both of us. Yep. Yes. So the is when we appreciate the gift and the blessing that Allah has given us, then we don't take for granted the person. One of the things we know in knowing people have, who have lost a mate. See, when we start thinking about the stupid stuff that we do, the little arguments, the little trivial things, oh, how is he gonna tell me why she wants? No, talk to somebody who lost their wife. Talk to someone who lost their husband. It all becomes trivial. It becomes trivial. And it's the time. One of the things we tell our students, one of the things that, uh, one of the quotes we have, we do personal development every morning. Mm -hmm. And so one of the quotes was time is currency. Mm -hmm. It's the one gift that Allah gives us when he gives it to us. Exactly. And we never know how much of it we're gonna have. That's right. I know how much money I have in the bank, but I don't know how much time I have. So spend it I have to spend it wisely. There we go. So I'm learning as I grow in Islam. I'm learning as I grow with my husband that I have to appreciate every single thing, even the things that I perceive in my limited understanding mm. at that moment in time as go. next. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's growing in your Islam. That's right. I'm not growing in Ronald's Islam. I'm not growing mm -hmm. in Denise's Islam. Gotta watch I'm growing dream. in my, my, it belongs to me. It's personal. That's right. You have to personalize it. I couldn't agree with you. No, I thought it was beautiful. Comment, sister Andrea, brother, brother Garfield. I think that let's look at an example. You got a, a, a spouse and in the beginning of the relationship, it's the honeymoon phase, and they ask you some water at one o'clock in the morning, and you would normally jump up and get that water without question. What happens yeah. a year, two, three years into the relationship? Now all of a sudden, hey, honey, could you get me a bottle of water? And all of a sudden, you're grumbling, oh, I'm tired. And but what, what, what happened to that mindset that you had back in the beginning when that water, you was happy and spry, and you sprang mm -hmm. to the kitchen, almost hurt yourself getting that water? Right away, darling. Ice cream, you ran out of ice cream, and it was you went you went across town because the first store didn't have it. So she never said you, you was happy to tell about. Oh, honey, the first store didn't have. It. I had to go all the way to the public right. store, you know, twelve miles, but you found the ice cream because you wanted to make sure that your mate was happy. See, it's, it's these little things down there, and they remember these things. And we start taking those things for granted. We start doing the things that we was doing when we was courting or we were on a honeymoon phase. You got to constantly court and be in a honeymoon phase all the time, constantly renewing your marriage, constantly doing the thing that you did from the beginning. What if, and, and, and I think that those are golden keys. So trust yourself enough to constantly make sure that we do the things we do on a basic level for each. I mentioned those things as examples, a whole lot more. It's just sometimes simple as reading the Quran or studying. You know, sometimes you think it's possible, okay, we need to get together and, and maybe go over something together. It's, it, you can do it by yourself, but it's nothing you know, more more, more uh, intriguing and in-depth when you and your spouse read the particular passage or you got something from clothes together. Oh, honey, you see that? And you both are like, you know, supping on that. I mean, it's powerful. But so don't yeah, take it it. that just because you read, you know, that, you know, and, and she didn't read it, you're okay. No, it's not okay. You guys, you got to do it together. Quality time. 
quality interaction, quality conversation. Make sure that you all are growing and evolving together. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! No, you didn't. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. No, 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 no encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a picture of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on my wall in my dining room with Mother Khadija on stage in Washington, D.C. I think the picture was taken after the Million Man March because um, Mayor Barian, you know, may Allah be pleased with him, is in the picture. Uh, Sheikh Tajani is in the picture. But the thing about that picture is that the minister is leaning in to kiss Mother Khadija on stage. Because he's sometimes, I'm just gonna keep it 100 believers. Sometimes we go to all the text, right? But we forget the love. I can't be happy with my husband. See, he's working with his wife right there in front of everybody. She blessed him too. Right, and she is blushing. And I have seen them, and I know, Brother Ronald, you've probably seen them together, how they interact with each other. Absolutely. I presented her with the gift one time, and he was right there, and he grabbed her arm as I put the gift in her hand. See, those kinds of things, believe me, you can't just be married to the books of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. If that was the case, you don't need a wife or a husband. You can get those by yourself, or you study with a group of people. Right. But you got to be married to that man and that woman. And I grab my husband's hand. I'm going to hold his hand. I'm going to take him. Because I'm going to tell you something else. If you don't give that man sugar, somebody else is waiting to give it to him. If you don't give that sister sugar, somebody else is waiting to give it to her. So we got to make the love practical. And here's the other thing. We become real plastic, wow. like mannequins. You don't smile around your wife, like sister. I'm not gonna call my wife sister, it's my wife. <laughs> you know, we get real plastic and it becomes so fake. Now we gonna all hands, we gonna walk on the beach, we gonna have fun, we gonna laugh, we gonna watch some comedy. And I, I'm gonna take my shoes off at the beach, y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, beautiful. Praise hey, B12. B12. <laughs> oh, just, oh. We just beautiful. two questions in. Exactly. 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 So uh, after our commercial break, we have some questions coming from our Facebook audience, which we will go into. So please, please, please stay tuned. Put those questions in. Mm-hmm. Listen, we are striving to heal marriages so that we can heal a nation. Thanks. So if our tech team can go ahead and put on our commercial break, Please stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum.
so many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our act And if you've ever been held down before I know you refuse to be held down anymore Don't you let nothing go Welcome back. Oh, Allah, welcome back. Welcome back. So before we get into these, uh, oh, these, these bomb, bomb, fire <laughs> questions, for the grace and mercy of Allah, we would like to bring on our sister Andrea 2X to bring on words directly from the mouthpiece of God, the Honorable Minister Louis Barakhan, our leading teacher and guide. Sister Andrea, take it away. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam, dear sister, and Eid Mubarak. Eid the Old Testament of the Torah of the Bible is full of laws. What things you shall do and shall not do, and the blessings and cursings if you do or don't do them. The Holy Quran is a book of law, but Jesus said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If you have a, a hanger and you have nothing to hang it on, you can't hang up that which you want hung. So prophets who brought law and come out of the love of Allah God for the people, the love of Allah God for his creation. You don't need law if you're not lawless. Law only prescribes the limits that Allah God imposes on the human being for your growth, your development, and your success in the life that he gives you. When you grow, starting with law, starting with imposing limits on yourself, you grow into that out of which the law came. Mm -hmm. You grow into love. You grow into Allah God. Then there's no more need for law because love is the essence of law and there is no law greater than love. Mm -hmm. This came from the minister Louis Farrakhan's article entitled The Meaning of Love. Thank you, Sister Andrea. And once again, I'm gonna let all our guests know any articles from the Honorable Jesus Farrakhan, you can go to finalcall.com and either get the digital version or you can see your local friendly neighborhood of Hawaii <laughs> on a corner near you and pick you up a final call that is needed. Lastly, we would like to say for all of our listeners and our viewers, please support the male and female relationship series. If you have a dollar that you can spare, please send it to the Cash App for the male and female relationship series. The Cash App is dollar sign for 
male female series again dollar sign for male female series look we, we, we're not asking we don't get grants from the government but we know that this knowledge given to us from the honorable missiles for our con can save lives and save marriages so please exactly it's valuable so if you have a dollar please do so and if you don't have a dollar you can support by sharing push that share button as the holy Quran say don't don't keep the uh the um the uh the, the information for yourself don't be elite push that share button and you may be able we may be able to help. blessings in a bushel basket exactly there we go <laughs> praise me to a lot so um it's that time once again we're going to get back to our questions and we have a question from the land of facebook praise be to allah so let me go ahead and that question is um is it okay to fall in love with your courtmate. So we will start off with uh, Brother Ronald and Sister Denise. Um, you want to go first, Ronald? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think that's, that this is, see, we are justified in being ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think the number one thing, you know, I'm 48 years old this year. And I think the number one thing that I have had to battle in my life um, as a woman in particular is fear. So we are to fear no one but Allah, right? And so if you are being yourself within the confines of what the structure, the parameters of what we are allowed, then I don't see if you're being you know, yourself, if someone accepts you for who you are, for what you are, and you fall in love with that person, no blame on you. If, if I, I think because of fear, you know, if that does, that relationship does not continue is why we're, you know, holding back. But the reality is you must be yourself. Well, who are you gonna be in the process of courtship? Somebody else? So I think it's a natural part of the process in being who Allah created you to be, it's a natural part that you fall in love with someone. See, we get fearful that if it doesn't go the way that we want it to go, see, there's there's no fear for me in being me. And mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can be receptive of it and you can reject it. And I was true to me because we are in our, our, our petition to be honest and truthful. So if I'm being true to who I am within the parameters. And so we're not getting out with, without the parameters of what the courtship process is. I think that's a natural part of the process, right. right? So um, yes, my answer to that question is I don't see why in the process of courtship that leads to engagement, that leads potentially to marriage. That's the potential that is there. It's not obligatory. Right, but the the courtship process is the process where yes, we are being attorneys, right? We are not just laying the, the our our emotion on the line and just you know whatever you say. This is not coming to America. Whatever you like, whatever. whatever you, it's, this is not coming to America, right? So if we're being absolutely honest and truthful with ourselves within those guidelines that yes i'm going to take you to court yes i'm going to ask as many questions and dig and you know there's no limit there right, but right, in right. the process of me being who i am you know and if 
if it is that I, I am seeking, you know, um, a, a part of a future partner, the potential is to engagement, the potential is to marriage. That's a natural part of the process. Now, you can fall in love with someone. Right. It doesn't mean you let your guard down. Right. It doesn't mean you let your guard down. It doesn't mean you, you let the, the parameters of the law down. But that has, I think it, it, it is a natural part of the courtship process if we're being true to ourselves. So we cannot be fearful that if that courtship does not lead to engagement, that now that suffocates who we are as an individual. No, I was truthful to me. I was mm -hmm. honest to me. And that allows Allah now to bless me with someone. If that person wasn't the coefficient, wasn't the recipient of what I was being true to, then it blesses Allah to the next time around, guide me to the person that will be fully receptive of who Allah created me to be. Now, now, some people might say, because, you know, we got all these weird definitions of love, that well, you can't fall in love with someone in three days or in three weeks. The minister said that it's a definition that's really and truly a uh, real cheap definition in the sense overrated. He said a more proficient and effective definition of love is protection and security. So if you're courting someone, and you're seeing from them and hearing from them those things that make you feel secure with the way that they study, or those things that make you feel protected with the way that the individual goes by handling themselves. And you're falling in love with those qualities and those characteristics that's exemplified by that person. We know it's easy to get emotional about someone. That's a superficial thing. But mm -hmm. what you should love about somebody is their love of Islam, their love of Allah, their love of the teachings, their love of the faith. The ability to be steadfast, those are qualities you can admire and fall all in love because those are attributes of Allah. Yeah, right. So when you see the attributes of Allah coming through a human being, then it's going to be easy for you to attach yourself to that human being. The mm -hmm. question is whether or not we're growing and evolving on a practical level as far as a person being understanding and a person being patient, a person being thoughtful, a person being kind. And that's what determines whether our relationship will work or not, whether you have the other ingredients to go along with that. Because there's many people that are fearless, which is the attribute of Allah, strong and, and protective. And those things, you can see them exemplified in Muslim women, men and women. But the other part that comes along with that, how have you worked and internalized that for it to be able to help you in your self-development on a personal level? Where you don't have to feel like you always got to be dominant or you got to have the last word or you're so easily hurt. You see, that's the part problem, the part that people don't work on. See, because we see a person from afar, you see them so strong and, you know, they're intelligent and articulate. We fall all in love with that because that person is exuding certain attributes of Allah. Right, but then right. when you start meeting them and get interpersonal with that person, you find, oh, wow, they, 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 they're, sen they're sensitive, too sensitive, or they're not patient. And those things begin to cause you to maybe be turned off because you don't think it can work. But it didn't mean that you didn't fall in love with those things that are very real and very tangible. That and, and so, so I agree again. You can fall all in love with that. And, and unfortunately, some sisters probably fall in love with a, a brother, and brother can fall in love with a sister. And sometimes it don't work, unfortunately, because there's other aspects that got to be brought to the table. You right. see, so that emotional love doesn't pay the bills. Facts. Mm -hmm. See, and so you get into the whole concept, brothers and sisters. In this day and age, too, because the Muslim brother really got to do some some soul searching and, and men in general, because in a society that's been diametrically opposed to us with the foot on our neck in this society, it takes two paychecks now to pay the bills. This is not 1960 when you can make five thousand dollars, you can pay the bills to feed the family of four or five people. In 1970, you know, you know, you know, 10,000, I should have said 1950, the 1960, 10,000, by 1970, it doubled to 20,000. 
By 1980, to pay the bills, you had to have 40,000. Then the cost of living doubled to 80,000 by 1990. Year 2020, it's 160,000. No, it's not. Why isn't it? That's why we get so much debt with mortgages. You got credit card debt, you got car payment debt from car loans. So you borrow the difference yeah. to be able to survive. So a woman today uh, really and truly has to understand to be able to meet and help her help me to, to meet the obligations that she should be willing to go out and help and help her spouse and help her partner. And if she's not willing to go out and work with help her partner, she has to set with a standard of living he's able to provide at that time. He should be striving to grow and improve, but she has to accept wherever they are at that time. She's not willing to be able to help because it is primarily the man's role and responsibility to be the provider and the maintainer of women. But yes, y'all, I said we're at war. And it's said in wartime, in a physical war, everybody got to fight. So even the baby got to throw his pacifier. So economically, in this time, we're at war, then you got to fight to help hold that family together, brothers and sisters. And everybody should be doing some help bring bread to the table, even though it's the man's primary responsibility. So I always say to my wife, honey, I appreciate you helping me. I appreciate whatever you're doing to help pay these bills. But whether you work or not, I'm going to pay these bills. Now, I stand a living could and may go down, but I'm going to be able to be a maintainer and provider to you and I, to, to you and, and, I, and, I, and our family at this time, whether you work or not. She and I have never pressured her to work that one. She can tell you that. And probably for about the first 15 or 16 years of our marriage, she didn't work anywhere. But that, that was not because I told her necessarily she didn't have to or work. She just was comfortable with what we were doing. This is a critical issue that came out uh, because I think that people go through this in our mind, not keeping in context. It's not that this is not Islamic society. This is not the word Allah intends for it to be in the way it intended to be. Well, we can be able to do the things we should be able to do in society that's not diametrically opposed to us. But in this current situation, mm. so help your husband. Help take care of those obligations yours responsibilities. And I'm saying to say that when you start talking about love and falling in love, sister, because that's what it's all about, because love is an intense feeling. But we're taught that love is protection and security. And you protect and secure that which you love. Mm. Love is duty. That's right. I mm -hmm. love how we are changing, uh, well, redefining, because Satan has changed everything, redefining what the uh, definition of love is. And uh, for I know a guest asked this question, but I want to, uh, if I can, only rearrange the first two to three words because uh, it brought me back to when the Honorable Minister Farrakhan said, grow in love. Mm -hmm. I remember that lecture to you to grow in love. So if we can, let's keep that. Uh, let's, let's, let's change those first three words based upon our leader, teacher, and guide, right? So brother Garthian and sister Andrea, same question, if you will, with the first three words change, is it okay to grow <laughs> in love with your court mate? I would say yes. Um, you know, for me, it was important because I grew up in a household full of love. My parents have been married by Allah's grace over uh, 52 years now. Right. They're coming up on their 53rd in October. I didn't know estrangement in a relationship. The stories I heard about how they met, how my mother knew after um, the first date that that was and she was married. Um, I heard that story as, as late as last week when I was with her, you know. Um, so for me, it was important. That didn't mean I had to be at the end point of what our love is going to look like because our love today doesn't look like it did then. You know, that that foundation of, um, of friendship was very important for me. See, I love my friends, right? I love them. So I don't think that 
me expressing that and being able to say that even to my sisters. I mm. love them. I am in love them within the confines of that relationship. Right, right, right. Just as I, like I said, I did not like him. Right. I grew to admire him after respecting him. <laughs> and the basis of our friendship was uh, was one, which is not, <laughs> was, uh, was love. We loved all of the friends that we had. Right, and then right. that love grew in the direction that it was supposed to grow. Mm -hmm. Just like my relationships with those other people in that circle. We have a dear friend who passed, who we went to college with, and we cried, both of us cried like babies mm -hmm. when we heard of her death. Right. You know, we loved her. So I think it would not, I think sometimes like Brother mm -hmm. Ronald said, we get this idea of love. Right. And exactly. it's not, it's not a concrete idea. It's not mm -hmm. tangible. It's not real. If you're basing your love in truth and honesty, yes. and you have that spiritual foundation, your belief in Allah, um, you know, for my Christian family, you know, you're you're built, you're you're building your relationship on being crystallized in Christ, right? right, right, right. But we're doing those things, right. and that's the foundation. Then absolutely, because what you don't want is a marriage that has no love. Grow <laughs> love if it's not there. Beautiful. Can't out there. You have to have at least a mustache. Right. Go ahead. Have mustache. Beautiful. There we go. It's, it's funny. Um, we have a show that we do weekly. And we, we didn't do it during Ramadan. And the name of the show is called Becoming Better Real Talk Relationships. Mm. It used to be called Become Better. Mm. We decided to change it and add the ING. Right. ING is present progressive. Exactly. See, the question you ask is. Can you grow in love? Yes, right. I think the real question should be, are you growing in love? Mm. Growing. Right. See, I'm growing in love with her more and more each day. Beautiful. It is not a cap. Here we go. Right. To love. You don't run out of it. No. Right, run right. out of it. <laughs> That's right. Well, the fact that we have to even ask the question, right. is it okay? Mm. Almost. There's a trepidation in the question. Yes. Okay, we, it's okay if we fall in love with our court. Man, well, hell, what you waiting for if the goal is not to? Come on. Right, right, right. Right. The point is to. Yes. The point is to open yourself up, as my wife once said, to the vulnerability of being able to fall in love yeah. with. Right. Come on. Otherwise, it is a moot point. Come on. Come on. You see? Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's important that we understand the basis. It's important that we that we um understand that the whole goal, the entire goal of the relationship, the foundation of it is God, and it says that God is, meaning equal to love. If you don't mm -hmm. have any love, then you don't have God. Exactly. And if you don't have God, you don't have a relationship Beautiful. with yourself first. Beautiful. Question is, are you growing in love with yourself yeah, for every day? Teach. Hell, if you grow with this person or that person, Teach. are you growing in love with you? No, Self-preservation, no. you see? Mm -hmm. There we go. See, we yeah. always talk about I love God more than I love myself. That's not even possible. Possible. At all. At all. It's At not all. even possible for you. Yeah. No, yeah. you have to love you. 
first. Grow in love with yourself. Get to know yourself. Now, once that happens, now if if you have enough love for self, now you can begin to grow in and continue to grow in love with the person that you are with. Understanding that along the way there's going to be some bumps in the road, but considering that God has been merciful with you, and I am off returning, and God is off returning to what? So when you are saying you are in love and you run into that struggle, and you will, and you will, what do you see? Do you see in the anger moment or can you see beyond the anger moment like God sees beyond our sins and understand that this too in that moment shall what? That's right. Understand this also. We as Muslims like to quote, you know, struggle is ordained. Yes, struggle is ordained. But the other side of that coin is so is success. There we go. Success through the struggle. See, you right. can't go around it. You can't go under. You got to go through it. Right. You got to right. go through it with a prayerful mind and the full armor of Allah, right? So we forget that. We, oh, struggles are day, struggles are day, but we define what those struggles are. Right. And sometimes yeah. when we define them, we define them in a very uh, limited manner. You know, we talk about financial struggle as being the end all. Well, what choices are we making when we make those um, decisions to end up in that particular struggle? Same thing in our relationship. If you enter into that marriage without love and you expect it's going to come through magic, it's not. Okay, I'm just going to know it doesn't happen that way. You have to put yourself in a position to actually be vulnerable. Right. You have to know that love is not always going to feel great. Right. We love that baby. Sister right. Tanisha, you have more experience than I. <laughs> but the experiences have been the same. Yes. It's not all joy all the time, right? That's Even right. Even the baby. That's right. I'm one of those sisters. I was happy every pregnancy. And I had seven of them, plus two. But in every pregnancy, I was happy, happy to be pregnant, happy to be pregnant. I know Sister Tanisha, pretty much the same experience. Yeah. Every pregnancy that I witnessed her to yeah. have. Yeah, we were pregnant a few times, (laughs) but after we delivered that child, and for me, I don't even remember the pain. I mean, I know what it was, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But after we delivered the child, there came the different struggles, the different pains. You know, even as late as this morning, I was telling my husband, Oh my god, you know, she's making my neck hurt. But I'm saying that I'm vulnerable to that. Mm-hmm. I'm open to accepting that because mm-hmm. that's part of the love that we have. Absolutely. The other thing I want to say is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave us an instruction to fall in love with each other. Instructed us, but we got to learn how to love. That's you right. Know, while she was talking, this came to me. And we love two scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. After the struggle comes what? Easy. It also says, and when that's my and right. when the struggle comes easy. Why with meaning together? Because you understand in the struggle, 
Mm -hmm. That the other side of it is the reward for not avoiding the struggle. And when your mindset develops to understand that, okay, you know, this struggle is coming, I'm in it. Praise be to Allah for the struggle because what it's doing to me. See, Sister Tanise talked about still sharpening them still. It's not always the spouse. Sometimes it's that struggle that's going to sharpen you because that struggle is going to be still every single time. So I think we need to keep that in mind. That with part, see, that, see, with is, has more power to it than after. Because here's the reason. Here's the reason why. Listen, it doesn't negate. Come on, the come on. Yeah. At all. But the with bears witness while you're in it. You're not even looking for it. No. Right. Right. When right. You're right. With the struggle, you're not looking no. for it. You're looking for the lesson and the growth while you are in right. it. Brother Gar Garthian and Sister Andre, you know, one of the things that I have come mm -hmm. to know, not not just understand, but to know. See, Allah does nothing to hurt us just to make mm -hmm. another. That's right. Say it. Allah yes. does nothing to hurt us just to make us better. And That's if we right. approach every situation, because we don't have problems, we got have situations. If mm -hmm. we approach the situation that we experience is experience in our lives that way, then you know the outcome is going to be the way he intended it to be. It's going to be a positive outcome. You know, it, I can really definitely relate it to having children. My mindset is in, in the intense labor, this too shall pass. My, my mindset is that's all you got? Because if that's all you got, that, that makes my process go, bring it on, bring it. You know, so the reality is, that you know, Ron is not always who I want him to be, but he's always who I need him to be. Mm. And it took time for me to understand that he is not always who I want him to be, as I am sure I am not who he always wants me to be, but I, I am who I need to be for him. And that, those small little qualities you know that we experience as we go through we go with right we can't go against we're not salmon we don't go against the flow right? we have to go with the flow if we go with the flow the the simple concepts of life and life is so simple we complicate it right, right. It's really complicated allah does nothing to hurt us absolutely so we're always going to see the better of the situation we're always going to know that at the end right but the minister also said this to us life is a cycle of zero to nine and then it starts over again at zero to nine and then it's zero to nine and zero to nine so why are we truly expecting ease no it's a growth continual evolutionary evolutionary growth process it never stops See, the minute i 
gave birth to that beautiful creation that Allah permitted, loaned that, that possibility to bring a new human being onto the planet. When he loaned that ability to me to bring a human being in, you know, that baby doesn't stay one day old. Right. That baby continues to grow and develop with the proper nurturing, grow and develop, right? We, you know, babies can have something called failure to thrive. If they're not getting enough nutrients and sustenance in the beginning, right? They could be, I literally had a premature baby. She is, can't believe she's 23 years old right now. But, you know, they almost diagnosed her failure. I just wasn't producing enough milk and I was super stressed out and I never had a premature baby before. And I didn't even know I was supposed to be pumping when I was away from her. Just didn't know that much. And it was a total, I just felt like a total failure in the process. And she almost got diagnosed failure to thrive. She was a itty little itty bitty, you know, my husband. <laughs> When they saw her, they're like, oh, she looked like a little rat, right? Not that beautiful today, but I mean, I'm telling you, she did not. In the beginning, but, but, but there is a process. It is natural. Why do we expect to go through an unnatural process? The natural process is growth, development. There's reward, right? There are consequences. And so, you know, gradualism is definitely the way. Allah does nothing to hurt us. Absolutely, he intends to make us better. And the human being that he brought into my life, we are very similar, but also we're very different. I appreciate that. We're, we're very, see, I have had to become comfortable going from one marriage to the next. There are certain characteristics or traits about that Ron possesses. Um, you know, he just knows what button to push right then and there in the moment. You know, you know how it is, Sister Andrea, right? But there are certain characteristics. <laughs> there are certain characteristics that he possesses that Allah knows. He, I didn't know. I didn't realize. But see, those characteristics, when I am receptive and accepting of them, Oh my gosh. You know, I say to, to between us together, I said, there's nothing more powerful, not an atomic bomb. There's nothing more powerful than a man and woman headed in the same direction together. An atomic bomb is not more powerful. See, when Ron and I are on the same page, oh my gosh, we're on, totally unstoppable. The key is getting on the same page. Right? It's, it's the yin and the yang on uh, the process. It, it, it creates friction. It creates. But guys, you know, one one body next to each other. There, it, it's absolutely a beautiful process. We just have to look at it um, very differently. Look at it more optimistically. The glass is not half empty; it's half full all the time, right? Know that we go we go from zero to nine, and then the process starts all over again. Zero to nine, and it starts all over again. And you know, if we are accepting of the natural, you know, processes that Allah created, we will endeavor to be more successful through the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I want to implore our guests because what I'm hearing, I'm listening very intently, and literally what I'm hearing is uh, almost congruent. Well, is is it, likened? I should because this is a man of God here mm -hmm. is likened to the lecture, uh, the origin of disappointment, part two. Mm -hmm. And I implore our guests to please go listen to that. You can get it for two dollars off the store.finalcall.org on the MP3. I have so many stocked up. So, <laughs> so please, please. All right. So, um, do we have any uh, questions from the brothers? Uh, yes. 
we do. Praise be to Allah. Um, ooh, how can how can I turn my spouse back onto the straight path of obedience to the restrictive law? Mm. And we have thirteen minutes. So if, thirteen, 13 minutes, minutes. Next commercial break. I'll, repeat, <laughs> I'll repeat the question again. How can I turn my spouse back onto the straight path of obedience to the restrictive law? If I may. Yes. Please, Go for it. please. We can't make anybody do anything. Mm. Islam is it's not mandatory. It's a process that we yield ourselves to, right? Mm. So we can't make anybody do anything. What we were taught, though, is sit a dirty glass against a clean one. Mm. We were taught to be an example. We were taught to be an ex that's all we can do. And in the example, we can employ and encourage in that example, but we cannot make, you know, Ron is a unique individual. I'm a unique indiv individual. That is why the process of becoming one is, you know, an arduous, we experience it as a difficult process. It brings about pain. It brings about discomfort. But in terms of making your spouse, see, listen, the reality as a parent of 12 children that I have birthed, the the ha, me having control of them is an illusion. See, right. I I only have the control they relinquish to me. Mm. I only have the control I relinquish. I submit right. to him, his authority. So we can't make anybody do anything. Yeah. All we can do is be a good example. All we can do is sit a dirty glass against a clean one. All we can do is be encouraging. Okay. See, we can't want somebody to be on rung 10 of the ladder and then, you know, you, you pulling them down with your words to rung three. See, no, they're never going to get there. So all we can do is be encouraging, be an example, but we can't make anybody do anything. And, and we should seek the assistance of help of Allah. Mm. We're in a world that is so complex and so diametrically opposed to God till at different points in times, we are going through psychosomatic uh, uh, difficulties. You don't know where your spouse is and they're thinking what they're battling with, something internal sometimes. And you have to have patience to allow that person to go through what they're going through. It. That person could be going through depression, anything. And in that, rather than turning to Allah, sometimes they turn away from Allah, thinking they need to do some things that they see other people doing this out in the world. So sometimes the key, is, the key ingredient is not to judge and be a good example and have patience. And with Allah's help and mercy, that spouse will read something in the final call or hear something the minister says or somebody else in Islam says, and then light it click back on. They'll start doing what you think that they should be doing. But in many cases, what you see them doing, sometimes we might be the causation of it. So we need to check ourselves first to make sure that we sing and, 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 and doing the right thing to make sure that we are encouraging that kind of environment uh, for our, our spouse and, and, and be patient. Because everybody has opportunity to, uh, to for retrospection, we're told, don't judge unless ye be judged. Be careful and be patient. I, I'll say this with that question real quick. That is that we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, because we always sometimes set bars sometimes higher than what we think the bars are. We're not living up to that bar ourselves. Right, right, right. Be careful about what we perceive, what we think, and how we look at what a person is doing. Sometimes a person might be eternally praying and growing close to Allah. You have no idea that that person has an intimate relationship with Rabbi Lalamin, growing and, and you sit there judging and thinking because you're watching some external ritual they're doing. So you remember, be careful about rituals now. Mm -hmm. Even making a rock as a ritual. 
Mm-hmm. It's prescribed for us, but it's still a ritual. So you can get on that prayer rug praying and making rituals, and the person not making a, 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 a prayer is doing what Allah wants to be done. Who is Allah more satisfied with? The person mm-hmm. or the person living the righteous life. Right, right, right. You have to be real careful. So I just want to just give us another perspective, a way to be able to look at that. So first and foremost, that person could be going through something internally, and we need to be patient with them and not judge because they could be going through and have not side to share with you yet. Mm-hmm. But if we be patient and we're the good example for the individual, then Allah will bring them around and bring your relationship right back around. Beautiful. Praise be to Allah. So <laughs> I'm to assume that you're on a straight now. Based on, based on that question, I'm to assume you are the litmus test for what straight and narrow should be. Wow, that's serious. Mm-hmm. Based on the question, you have arrived. How can I get my wife or spouse back on the straight and narrow? Mm. Well, one. <laughs> Where are you? See, it's going to always go back to the individual. Now, if I'm asking the question out of concern based Mm -hmm. on what I'm experiencing, seeing it, and seeing it may be different. But if I'm asking that question based on judgment, you know, it's so funny. (laughs) I've seen people, man, in churches and mosques, when they start talking about prayer, Oh man, that person is ah, or the final call. That person is ah, or or charity. You know, then you jump up. You know, because you know you got to pay your charity. You got to do this and do that. But when we start talking about where you're weak, we don't hear from you. Mm, teach. When we start talking about where you're not, we don't hear from you. Sit we back. only talk about. We only want to talk about where we are. Right. You see, and I'm not knocking the brother or sister's question. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we have to be very, very careful how we um, interpret what that person is going through and where you are. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure all of us, in some way, are weak where we could be made strong. Mm-hmm. You see, I can't, as you say, I can't, as my sisters, I can't make make you. Not not for force you. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. something that that person has to struggle with, and you just be the patient example, mm-hmm. letting them know that you know what I'm not there either. Let's work. Let us work on it together. Jim Rohn said, "Not you go do it." Let's go. Let's or let us, us together go do it. Mm-hmm. Just to add to what my husband said and what's already been said, um, sometimes when we go to each other, where I'm weak, he may be strong. And where he's weak, I may be strong. So I, if I go to my husband and I say, hey, can you help me with this? And I show him the example of me working toward whatever it is that I have as a weakness to cure that, to become strong in that area, he might be able to say, he may be able to put his pride aside or might be able to say, you know, I want to work on myself too, honey. Can you help me with this? So now we're working together as opposed to me going to him and telling him what he needs to do, trying to get him to get himself together. Well, yeah, you need to 
you. you need to do this and I need to get you on. No, I can't get you on. Just like right, Sister right, said, right. I bear witness 100% to that. Right, right. We can only, only control as much as someone will allow right. us to. Right. That's he, he can only make me do what I already want to do. Right. You can't make your wife do it if she's not ready to do it. That's right. But what you can do, like everyone has already said, is be there. Be the example. Be the example of not what you want her to be doing, but what you should be doing. Right. Rule number seven, focus on yourself. Right. And it says, teach a child in the way that they should go that they would not what? Leave from me. Mm -hmm. Notice the question didn't say they wouldn't. That's right. It's not whether or not you're going to get on the straight path. Mm -hmm. Airplane is off course most of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. The key is the airport. The air, the, 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 at the airport, but the captain or the, the pilot has to make sure that he's keeping it as on course as what? Possible. Mm -hmm. It's not whether or not you or I, or our children are going to get off course. It's whether or not enough has been deposited in us that we're going to get back. Right, right. Because you're going to get off. Right. Y'all hear what I said? You did you hear me? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Unless we got some perfect and, and, people. Unless everybody's already no. there. Even if it's not in action or not in thought, and one perceives the other, guess what? You're still going to get off, and we have to be brought. Back. That's why the narrow path is so narrow. It ain't a wide path. A gust of wind can blow you one way. It's a narrow path right. for a reason. That's right. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Praise Beautiful. Me to a Beautiful. Wow. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> I'm full. Yes. I'm full, and we just got off Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that that's uh, uh, get, getting ready to conclude um, mm -hmm. this amazing, well-needed show. Again, for those that are watching, please, please, please don't keep this information to yourself. Please share. Share. Please share. Please like, share. Subscribe. Exactly. Sharing is caring, right? Okay. So with that being said, we have our closing mm -hmm. remarks. So anything that you... Well, would like to say anything that's on your heart to say. Anything that you would like to leave our guests with? Closing remarks for both couples. <clears throat> okay. It's been an absolute pleasure of mine and my husband to be, you know, asked to join um, the show. Uh, Sister Andre and Brother Garthian, and you know, we love uh, both of you. Um, and to share this platform with both of you has been right. absolutely um, remarkable. You know, but I wanted to close by saying, in of myself, I am nothing. Mm. In of myself, I can do nothing. That's right. But if you have a mighty God backing nothing, you can say to the sycamore tree, be removed and it will be removed. Wherever you find yourself right now in your relationship, some people may say, gosh, you know, I'm at a point where I don't think I can hold on. Mm. Uh, you may be in the very early stage or inception of the relationship. You are progressively, you know, 15 years in wherever you are in your relationship. You know, one thing I have learned uh, in this process is, I don't know if it's Kendrick Lamar that said it, be humble. Right. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Right. I, I think that is, you know, I, I used to be categorized as the humble sister. 
right, right, right. and and I started growing up and out and spreading my wing just a, just a little bit, right? And um and don't lose sight of the prize. See, the prize is Allah. He keeps us guided on the right path. You know, an intimate relationship with Rabbil Alamin, the Lord of the world, ultimately is very important. It's not our husband. It's, it's not our wife, right? If we keep that in focus and in check, it will humble us. What I'm making reference to now is humility because sometimes we get off track because we think I've arrived. We think I, 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 I am so important. And understand that Allah is the center of everything. If I understand that, it's not me. It really is not me. He loans himself to us. He gives to us, pours into us. Just remain humble because in the moment that we have arrived is the moment that we fail. So I encourage each and every one of us to just seek refuge in Allah, you know, and understand that there is no I, you know, there's we in the process and we can further achieve what we desire to um, in our relationships if we put on um, that mindset. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'd like to say as well, um, uh, again, thanks uh, for, you know, being to Brother Desmond, Brother uh, Student Mr. Sharif, for inviting us, having us on the program is actually our humble honor. And if anyone was offended or misunderstood anything that may have been said, charge it to our heart and not to our mind, because we're in true charge to our head, not to our heart, rather. It was really and truly unintentional because sometimes things get said out of context and it can be taken the, the wrong way. And I think all of our panelists will, will, will agree and say the same thing. Uh, that is not the intention. But again, remember who is the person that started the institution of marriage? And in marriage, you have relationships. Remember, marriage is the basic building blocks of family. Oh, yeah. Family is the building blocks of community. Oh, and yeah. community is the building block of nation. Yeah. Without family, there's no community. Without the community, there's no nation. Mm. So again, thank you all for having us on. All praise to do to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Brother Garthi and Sister Andre, any closing remarks? Well, I want to um, echo the the expression of gratitude yes. and uh, thank Brother Desmond, uh, thank uh, Brother Student Minister Sharif, uh, and thank you all, Brother Kareem and Sister Sav. You know, I've been watching you, Sister Sav, for some years, and my nephew. You know, that's my heart right there. Um, so I, I'm I'm very honored to be on this particular forum. And, mm -hmm. and very honored to be amongst Brother Ronald and Sister Tanise, you know, uh, lots of love there. And that's what I would want to leave with is, um, you know, is the importance of love and understanding love. And the Bible in Corinthians 13 talks about love. And we know, we know that scripture, many of us know all of it, but it talks about, uh, it talks about faith, hope, and love. And mm -hmm. of the three, the most important being love. No. You know, so we understand how important that is, not just in our our relationship with our spouse, but in the building of the community, right. in the self-improvement. It has to be first and foremost in everything that we do. And so as we do that, as we begin to fall more in love with ourselves, more in love with our spouse, our children, now that's where we can really truly effectively and efficiently love our community. And that's where we begin to build strong communities and then 
build a strong nation. But until we do that, we're going to continue a spiral that does not produce and is not effective, nor is it efficient. Mm -hmm. yeah. Talking about love, man, and the song is playing in my head, Stevie Wonder, right? What do you say? Love's in need of a what? Love today. Of love today. Mm -hmm. Don't delay. Send, Send yours, yours in, in right, right away. away. That's right. That's right. Hate going around breaking many what? Hearts. Hearts. Um, you know, um, it's really important for all of us that we understand the individual self that we are. Mm -hmm. Very important that you learn yourself and learn to grow in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. Not be satisfied with where you are. Right. Not be comfortable with where you are since comfort is the friend of death. Mm, there we go. But to be ever falling in love with you while you work on you. That's right. You see? I'm constantly in daily retrospect. You know, it used to take me days to apologize. Days, days. Now it takes my God's permission. Yes. It does. <laughs> Why? Because I'm in constant retrospect. How could I have dealt with and handled that situation better? Right. I used to. Now I do it almost immediately, Brother Ron. Brother Kareem, I do it almost immediately yes, as a man who yes, needs sir. to comfort and protect the mind of his spouse. I do it now almost immediately with my wife and my children and with myself because I'm hurting myself if I don't understand the growth process that has to happen and me falling in deeper love with God and self or self. So that's what I would, I would I would say to us. Okay, so all praise is due to Allah. I want to again thank our brother Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Thank Brother Desmond, who has been reaching out for, to us probably now for about a year. Believe it or not, our brother Cream has reached out, but there's all there were you know, scheduling conflicts, truly scheduled conflicts. So uh, thank you all. I love you all, brother Ronald, sister Tanisha. Did you got any more of those pearls left? Is a phenomenal. She left that part out, so I'm gonna say she's a phenomenal, phenomenal. Excuse me, um, jeweler, mm -hmm. right? She made. She's we still right. have. We still have the pearls that you made for Oslo. Yes, Talia lost it the other day because she felt like they should have been hers. Right? <laughs> Just a quick love for my sister. Commercial for her too. And with that being said, speaking of commercials, we have a commercial coming up. And following that commercial, we will bring on our student assistant regional minister, Brother David Muhammad, to bring words on behalf of student regional minister, Sharif. All right, commercial. Do you have a business or product that you would like to promote? Feature your ads in the Male and Female Relationship Series, Saturday 5 to 7 p.m. Email ads 4 series at gmail.com or call 678-744-7318.
Praise be to Allah. And on behalf of student Southern Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, we would like to bring on concluding words on his behalf from our wonderful student assistant regional minister, Brother David Muhammad. Assalamualaikum, Brother David. Wa alaikum salam. All praises due to Allah. In the name of Allah who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, to whom praise is forever due. In the name of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, his messenger, Messiah, the exalted Christ, in the name of the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, the anointed one, and I miss today. I would like to greet all of our viewers and our co-moderators and our wonderful guests. The greeting words of peace as we say it in the Arabic language on behalf of student regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Assalamualaikum. Well, not much needs to be said, brothers and sisters. So many wonderful jewels have already been given out to the people. So many riches of wisdom uh, from your life experience of our, of our wonderful guests and from the life-giving teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and represented by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I just want to say on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad to our wonderful, beautiful, handsome guests. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your sacrifice and your time to be with us. You mentioned like scheduling conflicts and we, everything worked out for you to be on for today. It was uh, Allah's arrangement. And so I just thank Allah for uh, your presence today on behalf of Minister Sharif. And I just encourage everyone, you know, to share it on social media uh, so uh, more can benefit from the wonderful advice um, and just uh, our guests opening themselves up, you know, in such a beautiful way um, and a beautiful interaction, beautiful examples uh, for all of us to help in the process of building stronger relationships. So just wanted to thank you. Thank you to our wonderful uh, co-moderators, Brother Kareem Sabin. Thank you, thank you, excellent job. Always a wonderful job. Minister Sharif, you know, following the example and guidance of the album, Mrs. Farrakhan, is all about putting the youth out front. So we step back and we know they have it because we know it's all about the youth preparing the way for a better future. So thank you again. Love you all. Greet you in peace. Assalamualaikum. Praise be to Allah. And with that being said, it's been a wonderful episode. Oh, Allah. Like, oh. You all of that. Exactly. Praise be to Allah. It's been a wonderful episode. We would like to end by the grace and mercy of Allah with our closing commercial. Please stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Male and Female Relationship Series. It is our sincere prayer that something was said to benefit you in your spiritual growth and development and to serve as guidance for our relationships during these troubling times. This series is sponsored by Supreme Spring Water. Live Supreme, be Supreme, drink Supreme Spring Water. Call in your order today at area code 800 
573-8033. And Rise Magazine, Rise to the Peak of Greatness. To subscribe or advertise, visit our website at www.risemagazineco.com. We also invite you to log on to www.abdulsharif.com where you will find the most recent books written by our host and moderator, Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Log on and get your personal copy of Is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Divinely Guided? And Is He Connected to the Wheel? And A Soldier in the Movement of Christ. Also, The Great Ambassador of Love. A book of rare photos that chronicles a soldier's journey with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once again, we thank you for being a part of tonight's conversation and we invite you every Saturday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. for more of the Male and Female Relationship Series. Until then, we leave you with the greeting words of peace, of assalamu alaikum or peace be unto you. Please take a position that's most comfortable for you as we begin our closing prayer. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the world, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Master of the Day of Requital. Thee do we serve and thee do we beseech for help. O Allah, guide us on the right path the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed favors, and not the path of those upon whom thy wrath has been brought down, nor those who go astray. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs>